with the first pick. And here's Jeremy Platt with Between the Tackles. What's up, everybody? My name is Jeremy Platt, and I'm back with another Between the Tackles podcast, preseason edition. Today, we're going to talk expectations for the upcoming regular season, and I'm going to give you some fantasy football advice. But first, let's talk about the Cowboys contract situation. Right now, the Dallas Cowboys have three players at premier positions who are getting ready for a new contract. First, let's talk about Zeke. Zeke is the only one of the three players who is currently holding out for a new deal. He's also the only one of the three players who I believe deserves to be the highest paid at his position. Every year, he's consistently one of the top three backs in the league, and he's always just a force on offense. I also think that he has all the leverage. We've seen what Dak does without him, and it isn't much. I think the Cowboys need to pay Zeke, and if they don't have him on the field, they instantly go from a Super Bowl contender to a six-win team. The Cowboys also don't have much depth at the running back position. They have Tony Pollard, who's a rookie and has shown some promise at camp, but he's still a day three pick. And they also have Alfred Morris, who basically did nothing for the 49ers last year. So basically what I'm saying is that if the Cowboys should pay one of the big three, it needs to be Zeke. Next, let's talk about the starting quarterback, Dak Prescott. With Dak, I see it both ways. I think it's ballsy for him to turn down a $30 million deal, but at the same time, he showed that he can be a franchise quarterback in that playoff game versus the Seattle Seahawks. The way the league works at the quarterback position is if you're basically one of the top 12 guys in the league and when it's time for a new contract, you deserve the biggest deal in NFL history. I genuinely don't think Dak deserves to be the highest paid, but I know he does. And I don't see him backing down anytime soon. Right now, players like Brian Hoyer and Josh McCown are getting more money than he is. But at the same time, I think $30 million per year is a very fair amount for how he's played in the past few years. Like I said earlier, He's not the best quarterback in the NFL, and I don't think he's nearly as consistent as a franchise quarterback should be, but what he did in the wildcard round, putting the Cowboys on his back and getting that first down, showed that he's capable of being a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He literally put the team on his back, and I think that's a really valuable trait a franchise quarterback should have. So, in my opinion, I think the Cowboys should try to compromise on a contract with him, maybe getting around $35, $36 million per year. Finally is Amari Cooper. I think Amari Cooper should sign a one-year prove-it deal. Last year, there were moments where he looked like the best receiver in the NFL, and at other times, he barely finished a game with a catch. I think if he can sign a prove-it deal, it would allow the Cowboys to see what he's truly about, and I think he's really a number one receiver. Cooper is only going to get better this year, and with a full offseason in a Cowboys uniform, his chemistry with Dak should be through the roof. I think this will be the best year of his career, so if he can sign a one-year deal, he'll be the highest paid receiver next year. So in conclusion, I think that they should make Ezekiel Elliott the highest paid running back in the NFL. They should compromise on Dak with a contract and Amari Cooper should sign a one-year prove-it deal. Now I'm going to go into my top five MVP candidates for this upcoming season and I'm not going to include Patrick Mahomes just because how difficult it is to repeat as most valuable player. Let's start out at number five. I'm going Aaron Donald. I think he's hands down the best player in the NFL But at the same time, it's so difficult for a defensive player to win this award. The only defensive player to ever win this award is Lawrence Taylor. Donald is a beast. There's no other way to describe his dominance. I think he's easily going to win Defensive Player of the Year, but winning MVP would make him arguably the greatest defensive lineman to ever play the game. Aaron Donald is capable of winning MVP. I just don't know how likely the voters are to vote a defensive player as MVP. Number four, I have Baker Mayfield. I really think Baker Mayfield can put up some historic numbers this season. And I'm talking like Patrick Mahomes type numbers. 
He has all the weapons with Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, and David Njoku. And once Kareem Hunt comes back in Week 10, the Browns are going to hit a second-half surge, which are only going to prove his case for MVP. Also, the idea of the Browns making the playoffs two years removed from a winless season is a pretty legendary story. With Baker leading this team, he can potentially be the MVP of this league. At number three, I'm going Andrew Luck. Luck would have been number one for me if it wasn't for his ankle injury that he's going through right now, because if he misses one or two weeks, it can take him out of the MVP conversation completely. But on the other hand, I just feel like this is his time. I feel like this is a special season for him. It could be his Super Bowl year. He has a lot of playmakers around him, a top-tier offensive line, and a phenomenal defense. Andrew Luck is like a sniper. You don't see him coming at all, and all of a sudden, boom, he comes out of nowhere and has some of the best stats in the NFL, while also leading the hottest offense. Luck kills it in the AFC South, and if he can remain healthy this season, I think he's a legitimate MVP candidate. Number two, I have Drew Brees. I think this is his final season that he's going to be in this conversation. He's had multiple seasons where he's runner-up, but he's never won the big award. He has basically the same team around him as he had last year with the loss of Mark Ingram and the addition of Jared Cook. So it's Super Bowl or bust this year for the Saints, and if Drew Brees puts MVP-type numbers, I think the Saints could end up with the Lombardi. And finally, at number one, I have a little bit of a surprise with Carson Wentz, the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Just imagine if he comes out with the same fire he had in 2017. He's finally healthy and has the best team he's ever had around him. He has Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders in the backfield and has another season with Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar, and the addition of Deshaun Jackson out wide. Also, we can't forget he has a top three tight end in Zach Ertz. If the Eagles are in the Super Bowl conversation this year, I think it has to be because of a healthy Carson Wentz. So, in conclusion, my fifth rated player for MVP this year will be Aaron Donald, fourth, Baker Mayfield, third, Andrew Luck, second, Drew Brees, and number one is Carson Wentz. Now I want to talk about the NFC North. This year, they will without a doubt be the best division in football. Let's start with the Bears. Holy cow, this is a make or break year for them. They have a lot of firepower on offense with Matt Nagy calling the shots. I love what they have at the running back position. They have Tariq Cohen, who's one of the most shifty backs in the NFL, and David Montgomery, who's been one of the most impressive rookies in camp so far. We know their offense is going to be great this year, and I think they have two of the best players on defense in the league. They have Khalil Mack, who is runner-up for Defensive Player of the Year last year, and Eddie Jackson, who led the league in interceptions last year. I am worried about them losing Bryce Callahan and Adrian Amos in free agency, but I think this is the year that they're tired of hearing about their double-doink kicking issues and are ready to make a Super Bowl run. Next, let's talk about the Vikings. They are one of my biggest sleeper teams this year. They had a rough first season with Kirk Cousins last year, but they still have an amazing roster. It's all about being on the same page for that offense. Kirk Cousins needs to connect with Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs better, and they also gained Irv Smith in the draft this year. If Dalvin Cook can have a bounce back year, I think the Vikings are in great shape to make the playoffs. The other contender in that division is the Packers. They picked up three big-time starters on defense through free agency, and they also had two first-round picks. I think Aaron Jones will be a top-10 running back in the NFL this year, and with the added pass rush, I think the Packers can surprisingly be a Super Bowl team this year. Finally, I don't think the Lions are playoff contenders, but I think they can play spoilers for a lot of other teams. This division is phenomenal, and I think it could potentially produce three playoff teams in the NFC. Now I want to talk about a few things that I've learned from preseason so far. Starting with Kyler Murray. I think it's going to take some time for him to get comfortable in the NFL. I don't think he's going to have that flawless rookie season that we hoped. We saw what he did when 
the Raiders pressured him last week. He looked awful. He was sacked like three times. He had a safety. He was all over the place. He was straight up flustered. So I think Kyler's going to have a great rookie season, but I don't think it's going to happen right away. The second thing I learned is that the Chiefs' offense is still awesome. We saw out of the gate Patrick Mahomes is throwing darts all across the field and is running around just like last year. They'll also have Tyreek Hill on the outside, who won't be facing suspension, and they still have the best tight end in the NFL with Travis Kelsey. They also added Mikael Hardman from Georgia this year, who's going to be a weapon for Andy Reid. Eric Bieniemy is looking his chops right now because this offense is going to be dope. The last thing I learned from the preseason is that the Giants aren't going to be as bad as we think. I don't think they're going to be winning a ton of games this year, but I could see them winning four or five. They've been hitting on all cylinders, and Daniel Jones and Eli Manning have both been looking flawless in preseason. So I could see the Giants going 5-11, and 11, maybe not going to the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to be as bad as we think. Finally, let's talk about some fantasy football. I'm going to give you five guys who are getting drafted lower than I think they should. Let's start with Mark Ingram, the running back for the Baltimore Ravens. He's going to be the number one running back in a run-heavy team with Baltimore. Baltimore has the easiest running back schedule out of all the NFL teams, and he's going in the fourth round right now. I think with Lamar Jackson having the option to run, teams are going to let Mark Ingram go right down the middle, and I think he'll be a really good number two running back for your fantasy roster. Another running back is Philip Lindsay. Right now he's going in the sixth round, and I think it's all because of how hyped up Royce Freeman is. Don't forget, last year Royce Freeman was just as hyped up, if not more. Philip Lindsay is super underrated, and he should be a number two back for your fantasy teams this year. Another guy I think is going to be great is Aaron Jones, who I talked about earlier. With Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, you can't stack the box, so you'll see him getting five, six yards per carry this year. Now let's go to receiver. Let me talk about a guy who's going in the 15th round. John Brown will be Josh Allen's number one receiver this year, and we all know Josh Allen has a cannon, so I think John Brown is worth taking a risk. Finally is Corey Davis. Corey Davis right now is the 37th ranked fantasy receiver, but he'll be Marcus Marietta's number one receiver. He's had three seasons to go with Marcus Marietta so far, And I think this is the year he takes the next step. So to wrap it up, my five guys worth taking a shot on are Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, Aaron Jones, John Brown, and Corey Davis. Thank you guys for listening. That's all for me today. You guys can follow me on Instagram at BetweenTheTackles and on Twitter at BTWNTheTackles. Also, make sure to check out my website, www.BetweenTheTacklesFootball.com. Good luck this fantasy season. I'll see you guys soon. Jeremy out.